What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Welcome back to Confident as Fuck. I am here with a very special guest. I'm so excited to have her on. We just did her podcast. My life is a Saturday. We have Melissa Jansen with us today, and I'm so excited. Melissa is the host of, like I said, My Life is a Saturday podcast, but she's also the co-founder of Take Root Training. So she's a multi-passionate entrepreneur on a dual mission to make cannabis education accessible, empowering, and impactful while also helping women change their inner dialogue, build their confidence and live a life they love. So she is perfect for this podcast. You know, we are all cannabis lovers here, cannabis enthusiasts. So I'm super excited to talk to her. Melissa and I were just on her podcast and we're like, I don't even know how we know each other. I think we got connected through Chelsea, the sabotage queen. So everybody welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I always want to clap when I like when me I too. people or me when too. people introduce me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so like I said, we got connected through social media. So she just um actually I slid in her DMs. So I slid in her DMs <laughs> to do the podcast swap, but I'm always telling you guys slide in the DMs and tell me you want to be on the podcast. If you have something to share, everybody has something to share and tell us in your own words who you are and what you do. Well, I'm Melissa Jansen. Um, So nice to meet all of you. And I am, like you said, multi-passionate entrepreneur. I am a person who loves popcorn. Popcorn is the bottom of my food pyramid. It's like the answer to every like stranded island, last meal, endless supply of question that I have. Um, I love spending time with my partner and my pups, and I've co-founded Take Root Training with a couple of my friends where we focus on bud tender cannabis training, Um, and we do that through a variety of avenues, but with the bud tender in mind. Um, As a cannabis connoisseur for the past like decade, it's been a lot of fun to even learn more about that. And then aside from that, I... And just float around on the gram doing whatever I feel like doing for the day. I have a podcast. My life is a Saturday. That's been my slogan for the last like decade. And um, just trying to vibe and live life, you know, I have, I don't, like you mentioned, I don't know how we found each other. I'm pretty sure it was through the Sabotage Queen and I've been following you for a while. So when you slid into my DMs, I was like, oh shit, she knows about me. And like, you've liked a couple of my posts in the past and stuff. I'm like, oh wow. Okay. I thought it was like a one-way street. So I was super excited. <laughs> and I was telling Alicia before we got started that occasionally there's been times in the past where I've had like a, a spammer impersonate you and follow me. And so I was like double, triple, quadruple checking that it was actually you in my DMs. So I was like, yeah, we're winning. We have spammers, guys. We have spammers means we're on the map. It's a whole new level. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'm really interested in you and how you got started. So I know you said like you've been consuming cannabis for a decade, but how did you get started in talking and training bud tenders? How did that start? Yeah, so... Almost three years ago now, um, two of my best friends, they're actually sisters. They've had a a cannabis podcast for quite a long time. And they came to me with this idea that they had been ruminating on where in the dispensary, a lot of the time you live in California, right? So you guys have had legal recreational. So for anyone listening that doesn't live in a legal state, um, the experience typically when you go into a recreational dispensary is like, in our experience has been, oh, this has got the highest THC and this will get you fucked up. And like the, the conversation is never like overly helpful, especially if you don't know much about cannabis. And in 
my case, what I had been experiencing is like, I would go in with like, I want to spend some money. Like this is my treat. This is what I love to do. And, um, the, the bud tender helping me was like uninterested or like, I felt like a transaction and not like there wasn't customer service my backgrounds in customer service. So it always was off-putting. So they came to me acknowledging these same problems and having experience working in a dispensary themselves said, there's not really a training for it. Would you want to make a company with us where we teach bud tenders about cannabis science, customer service and sales? And I was like, sure. But like, mainly I just like am smoking to have a good time. I don't know cannabis science. And from that, they were like, yeah, but you know customer service, you know sales, you know hospitality, you know administration, you know, like you bring a lot to the table. And from there, we founded Take Root. Um, initially, it was just a, uh, our main product and focus was creating a training program that dispensaries could purchase and put into their routine and train their bud tenders. And now we've grown to where we have an individual course for aspiring and current bud tenders to learn more about cannabis, how products are made, what's offered. Um, And then we have a plug and play onboarding system for dispensaries that dispensaries can purchase and put their bud tenders through as they hire on, helps with turnover, it grows sales. And then we also have what we call the Take Root Almanac, and it's an online platform for brands to host educational content, which allows them to teach more bud tenders um, about their brand to become brand advocates, which then increases brand loyalty among customers. So we're kind of hitting it from all points with the focus being the bud tender, who's the face of all of these transactions. That is so genius because <laughs> we have ran into the same problems. So people who listen to this podcast, and if you know me, know that Renee's dad was very sick, stage four cancer. And so one of our avenues that we wanted to and got also recommended through his doctors was cannabis and mm-hmm. not only for his pain, but also to increase his appetite. So, but Renee's dad, you know, he's 60 years old. He probably hasn't smoked weed since before it was legal, obviously. And it was maybe 40 years ago. So his tolerance was extremely, extremely low. And so when we were going in, we really wanted something that is going to increase his appetite and is going to manage his pain, but isn't going to get him super high because of course you guys know if anybody who smokes here, you know, when you're get older and you smoke, a lot of times it's really uncomfortable if you're extremely high. Um, And so that was our experience with him was that he didn't want to consume anymore because he was like, I am getting paranoid. I, I, you know, he didn't like the way that he felt when he was high. And so trying to go in and get a product that was like pain management and hunger or appetite um, increasing, but isn't going to get him super high was so difficult for us because a lot of times they didn't know. So it left us going and trying to do our own research until we finally had somebody who was like, oh, I understand this because I've been through it as well. And I know what will help him. But I mean, that took us going to multiple different dispensaries. And I said, like I said, doing our own research. So I think that's genius because that is a problem that happens when you go into a dispensary is like a lot of times either it seems like they want you to know exactly what you want already, or they almost sometimes don't even know the products is what I Mm -hmm. felt. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of the conversation when you, in my experience, when you go into a dispensary is around like the Indica Sativa narrative, which I I guess back in the day when cannabis wasn't legal, that is definitely something to speak to. But terpenes are more of the thing that we need to be focusing on, especially when you're looking for increasing your appetite or pain management. It's not going to matter that your flower is indica or sativa, which are not to get like so into it, but like technically plant characteristics. It's how the leaves look. It has nothing to do with the high that you're going to get. And that comes from the terpenes. So explain to everybody what a terpene is. So all plants have terpenes and terpenes are 
little, I guess, molecules, parts of the plant that have different effects. Like a common one is lavender. We all know that lavender helps with relaxing and um, soothing. And so lavender has... I, I don't know what it's called, whatever that terpene is named. And that's what creates that effect. Um, and so every plant has that. And with cannabis, as you crossbreed the strains, um, you can crossbreed to genetically select different terpenes that have different effects. effects. There's the word. Yes. Um, so like linamine is going to be more of a lemony, uh, bright flavor and give you more of an uplifting feeling than I don't have an example to compare it to. Like I said, I'm like still learning the process, but that's in general what a terpene is. It's it's flavor and effect, little molecules that come in the plant and having somebody that can understand, at least in my, like at my level to help guide you through picking a product is so much better than someone that's like, oh, we've got this brand on sale and you can get an eighth for 20 bucks or whatever. Much more helpful. And as cannabis comes becomes more widely accepted socially, it becomes legal in more places. It's, this is really the opportunity that we have to change some of the street knowledge to be actually like real and science, scientifically backed. We don't train bud tenders to speak to medical issues themselves because they are not medical practitioners, but being able to help somebody navigate, oh, this terpene is going to help with increasing your appetite or it's going to help with pain management. It's like really, I think that's where it's going to change the game. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely, like I said, definitely needed. And thank you for explaining that to us because I'm sure <laughs> most people probably don't know what a terpene is. I mean, yeah. um, I didn't until until Renee's dad. So yeah, um, I think that's, it's so cool too how you guys are hitting it from all angles, like you were saying, like not only from like the brand can, like you said, build brand loyalty through the almanac, but also through the bud tender, having the bud tender in mind, which is going to allow that to speak to customer service for the dispensary. I mean, at all angles, it's amazing. So super exciting. And so people can find that on Instagram, correct? Yeah. So we were on Instagram. That's like our main thing right now. We're working on getting on all platforms, but it's at Take Root Training. And you can also check out our website, um, www.takeroottraining.com. And we lay it out all there. And you can pick what demographic you're in. If you're a brand, if you're a dispensary, if you just want to know more, it's all there. Our website looks super hella cool too. So check it out. Okay, sweet. So I'll link that all down below for you guys in case you guys have interest in that. Um, and then talk to us about your podcast. Yeah, the My Life is a Saturday podcast. Um it's a podcast where I interview and talk about my experience building a life like a Saturday. I interview other people who work in or have expertise or knowledge or experience in areas that I think would be helpful to us to learn about or learn more of as we build a life that feels like a Saturday. The podcast came to fruition. Um, kind of, I was looking for a passion project. I was feeling very burnt out in the beginning stages of business. Um, trying to build a coaching business and working on take root. And I was like, I need something that's fun to do. And so I was like, Oh, I'll do a podcast. Um, and then I sat on that for like a year and just held myself back. My inner mean girl got the best of me. And I went to an event that a podcaster that I love held, I guess over a year ago now. And that was one of my commitments that I made to myself is I'm going to start a podcast. And like, okay six months later I still hadn't started the podcast and one of my girlfriends from the event was like so what are you gonna do this and I was like oh all right so chat GPT some like ideas for an intro and an outro and taught myself how to use an editing program that I honestly don't know how to use super well so most of my podcasts are just whatever it's a lot of me talking to myself in my bedroom but um it's it's fun. And I encourage anyone that's wanting to build a life that feels like 
more fulfilling and have more courage and confidence to go after your dreams to tune in. I mean, I definitely selling it as it's just a passion project, but I really do believe (laughs) that we are on a spinning rock in the middle of nothing and everything all at once. And the desires that are on your heart are yours for a reason. And you have the capability and tools right now as you are to go after it. A hundred percent. And, you know, (laughs) I think when a business starts as a passion project, I think it really like there's so much talk about you have to have a business plan and you have to know exactly what you're doing. And anybody who knows uh, Renee and I's story, it didn't really start as a passion project, but it did start that way in the sense of we had no idea what the fuck we were doing. We're just doing it. And I think that's really where you find businesses that are super successful because you're really passionate about it. And if you're passionate about it, you want it to succeed. You want other people to know about it. And so I think there's nothing wrong with it starting as a passion project. I think the podcast for me also started as a passion project. And it started as something that I wanted to be able to talk more. And I wanted to be able to say (laughs) more to people. And so I love that. Um, Her podcast is amazing. I was just on it. Like I said, we did a little swap. So if you guys want to listen, you guys can go over there and check it out. I would love to hear your thoughts. I love that you put in your podcast the emoji um, situation that you did, which was so cute and such a great way for people to interact. I think that's genius um, so that people can tell me where they came from because like you and I, we were like, I don't know, like, I don't know where you came from, but (laughs) we're here. Um, I also want to ask you, uh, what's your weekly fave this week? Are you loving something this week? Product, uh, or thing to do activity, whatever. But when you mentioned this before we started recording, I was like, the one thing that came to mind is I have two dogs. Okay. I have a big pit bull and then I have like a little like mutt and they coincidentally look like they could be brothers, just mini size. And the mini one, he sleeps with me. And what I've noticed a lot this past week is it melts my heart when he does this thing where he like plops down and he likes to lay like next to my belly or behind my legs. But like that plop, I've been finding so much like joy and love in that moment. So I'm going to say that that's my my weekly fave. I don't have a product to bring you out. Just that's that's okay. been that's lighting perfect. me up. I love like how much joy dogs bring to our lives. Dogs are just like they're so needed and yeah, it's funny because I mean, Renee and I are obsessed with our dogs where we're like sending each other pictures all day and like the little mannerisms that they do, they just bring so much joy. So I love that. Um, switching back to confidence in our <laughs> lives. Um, did you do anything this week that made you feel confident? I did. I've been making it a point to dr- get dressed every day, which may sound just like so wild, but um I, I work from home except for when I work at a brewery on the weekends. And so there I'm wearing a uniform at home. I'm just wearing the clothes that are comfy and loungy. Um, but I've made it a specific point to put an out, not just get dressed, to put an outfit together. And that's been making me feel like you can't say anything to me. I'm wearing red rain boots and I have a red in my shirt, like taking on the world. I love that. I mean, it, it it's huge. Like mm-hmm. even just like doing something for yourself, whether it's like putting on an outfit or putting on makeup for me, it's like putting on makeup, even on days where I don't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I don't have it an on like an interview on video, anything like that, I'm like, I'm putting on makeup today. And even if I'm just throwing on a sweatshirt, I'm doing something that makes me feel more like me. And I think mm-hmm. that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is going on with you personally? I've been adding this into my podcast where I ask people what's going on with them personally, not just their business, not just their online life, but what's going on with you personally? Oh my gosh. Such a big question. My mind is like, which way should I go? (laughs) (laughs) What should we talk about? Um, I feel like personally, I've been having a lot of inner struggle I guess with my inner mean girl and with feeling confident in my body as it is now um and that's something I've shared a little bit online but it definitely has been consuming my my mind and my life lately 
over the past like year, year and a half, I've gained a lot of weight and I, a, a combination of reasons, um, but it it's happened and it's been a struggle to learn how to love myself through that and love myself at this stage and to remind myself that like this is just a chapter um, and that the words that I say to myself in regards to this are things that I would never, ever, ever say to a friend or a family member or a loved one. Um, so learning how to overcome that, like, I guess it's like kind of a deep one, but that's what I've been go- like, that's the main amount of focus I've had lately in my personal life. It's so true that like, I know this is so cliche that we always say this, right? But like the words that we say to ourselves, we would never say to other people, but Mm -hmm. it's very true. And it's, we were talking about this on your podcast about the, like the inner mean girl and Mm -hmm. talking about changing that dialogue that we talk to ourselves in. And you asked me, so I'm going to ask you too, like (laughs) um, when that inner mean girl comes out, what are some of the steps that you do to combat that or to move through it or to alchemize it? I have a six-step process to overcome the inner mean girl. Having a process and applying the process are two completely different things, but I'll share what the process is. So first, we have to acknowledge that she's there, that she we have her, that she's hanging out with us. The second thing is to name her. I actually gave mine a name. Her name's Mabel. She's a snarky-ass old lady. She's such a bitch. And... When you when you're able to do those things, you create an othering from yourself. And so it's a lot easier to change the dialogue. Um, the third step is to oh my gosh, why am I blanking while I'm trying to tell you exactly what this is? Okay. <laughs> Take your time. Um, we observe her, we see when she shows up, what triggers her, how she um interacts with us. Then we tame her. We give her new structures and boundaries to, okay, now we know she's going to show up when I go to put on this pair of jeans or when I interact with this person in my life. Now I'm going to decide a new strategy. So when I hang out with my aunt Clarissa, um, I know she's going to talk about this topic and this is how I'm going to, like giving yourself a, an action plan. So you're going to... Uh, you're going to strategize and then you're going to tame. You're actually going to put that into place. And then I can't remember the sixth step right now, but. Uh... <laughs> it's totally fine. I put totally put you on the spot, but I feel like <laughs> it's a lot of um kind of like creating boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably part of that too, mm-hmm. is saying like, okay, I know when it shows up. I know when what's triggering this mm-hmm. dialogue that I'm having and I'm going to implement some boundaries to either, you know, acknowledge her and calm her down or to just completely tell her to shut the fuck up and Mm -hmm. that she doesn't get to dictate. You know, I, I feel like we kind of all have this inner mean girl that comes out and Mm -hmm. sometimes she can take over. We talked about that too on your podcast is like her kind of taking over and acknowledging was one of the steps that I gave too. is just like Mm -hmm. acknowledging that she's around and that she's like really coming out. And you mentioned movement too is like mm-hmm. really helpful for you. So can you talk to us about like what movement you enjoy and how you use that to kind of like silence what's going on? I will. I remembered step six. It's practice. It's literally just doing the steps and they're not linear. They're more of like a choose your own adventure as you work through it. But yes, movement. Um, One, a hot ass playlist is totally my jam. I am not a great dancer. If you were, if I were like on Dancing with the Stars, no. But for me, moving my body in the way that feels good to a playlist that either touches like my heartstrings or hypes me up or makes me feel sexy, that's been a really great way for me to move. Also, moving my body by taking walks, um, especially in nature. I kind of live in the country. So the road I live on is not safe to walk on. But when I, there's some trails around that are really nice and just going and listening to music or just being with like nature, like birds or whatever, um, has been super helpful in the movement category. Love that. I love a walk. It's like something I recommend to every single person when they're like, I can't get movement in. I can't do this. I'm like, just start with walking Mm -hmm. because 
walking is so easy to just, Mm -hmm. it's so accessible and it's just, it's so underrated as far as movement. I feel like, I mean, it's starting to gain this like really big traction with the hot girl walk and everything, but I feel like it's so underrated. We are totally opposite though, about the, like where we live. And I (laughs) am not a nature girly (laughs) at all, but I love being outside, whether it's in nature or like close to the beach, because we're close to the beach that you could just get out. And it, it kind of makes you feel like you're part of something bigger is what I feel mm-hmm. when I'm like at the beach or like, you know, in nature is that like, it kind of makes, puts everything into this perspective where it's like, it's not all about what's going on in our mind. It's not all mm-hmm. us all the time. Right. Um, I've mentioned this book a thousand times, but ego is the enemy. Great book for putting a lot of things into perspective that it's not always just us and it's so much bigger and our problems sometimes are a lot bigger in our mind than what they really are on the outside. Um, you also mentioned that this is just a fate of like a piece of your journey. I Mm -hmm. forgot the exact word that you used, but this is just a part of your journey, um, talking about how you're feeling in your body and all that type of stuff. Can you speak to that and how you feel like, how did you come to that? Because I feel like a lot of times it can feel like it's the end all be all, or I'm always going to be this way, or I'm always going to feel this way, or I've been feeling this way for so long. It's never going to change. Yeah, definitely. When I think back to like moments in my life that I thought were just that's life like in high school my parents uh very tumultuous home life and I thought man this is always going to be the way it is or I was in a bad relationship after that and I was like damn I'm never going to get away from this person and there was just one day I was thinking about all of those like moments that I thought my life could never be more than what it was and I realized that those were just chapters if my life is a giant ass book or a multi-booked in like back when they had like big ass encyclopedia sets if it's that this is just a small a small portion and when I think about okay the last year of my life I turned 32 in a couple weeks that's one 32nd of the entirety of what I've lived so far and if I my plan to live to be 101 I need want to get to 100 and I want to have a year to repent for all the wild shit I did like <laughs> once we <laughs> Once we get there, it won't even matter. Like a hundredth of of the time that I've spent here, it won't even matter. And so I try to remind myself of that when I am going through a struggle or when I'm unhappy or like right now, my partner and I are really working towards some some goals that feel like they're never going to fucking happen. Like I don't, I, I there's not a conceivable way that we're going to like buy this house that overlooks like a valley in the desert and it's beautiful and like I don't know but there is a version of me that's going to look back and be like remember when we lived in that tiny ass house and it was only 600 square feet and like whatever um so I try to remind myself that we're living in segments and to speak to what you're just saying about like getting out of your head and realizing that there's a bigger world uh, what I say on my podcast a lot is that we're on a spinning rock in the middle of nothing and everything all at once And I think that that can apply to so many things. But when I really give myself the opportunity to realize that I am on a spinning rock in the middle of the universe that's ever expanding, the Grand Canyon doesn't seem that fucking big. It seems I didn't ask if we could cuss before we started this, but your podcast is okay. Perfect. I love it when people ask that because I'm like, it is literally in the name. Fair. I always have to click like explicit before I like load it, upload it to everything. (laughs) Um, but like the Grand Canyon's not that big in the grand scheme of things. It's all about your perspective and what you're like, per, like comparing it to what it's in relation to. Sometimes I make my partner mad because I get on this like little thing. Like he'll be like, uh, I don't know. Like you, like you threw the ball over there. And I was like, well, it's it's all about your perspective. Like in re- in relation to where you're standing, I didn't throw it in the right direction. But in relation to where I was aiming, it was perfect or not aiming or whatever. <laughs> so it just <laughs> a lot of life um, and, and our problems especially are about the perspective that we choose to have on them. And not to 100%. invalidate 
feelings or emotions that come up, but emotions are moments. And if we give ourselves the permission to feel them and move through them, sometimes I hear myself talk. I'm like, bitch, you got to take your own advice. (laughs) (laughs) Same, same. I know I was doing a, a training in Batty Girls Club and I was like, as I was doing the training, I was like, bitch, you are literally doing the exact opposite of what you're talking about. And like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just like, this is why trainers have trainers, coaches have coaches, mentors Mm -hmm. have mentors, because sometimes like the best advice we give is so hard for us to take. It is so hard because we're living in our own perception, Mm -hmm. right? So we're like, everything that we're taking in is only through our eyes, right? It's only through what we, we think and we see, and that's shaped through our background, through our experiences, and then through our own feelings. So it's like, it's so hard for us to live what we're actually saying sometimes. And I don't think that should be a bad thing at all. I don't think it should be like shameful. I try to sometimes when I come up with things that I think are like bad things or good things, they're just human things. It's like this unique experience that we get to have being a soul living in a human body or having this experience. I don't know if you've read um, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. I've read some of it, but I think I got, no offense, but I think I got a little like bored of it because it's, I feel like it's, um, it's a great book. I feel like I made it through a lot of it, but I feel like it's kind of gets repetitive towards the end. Fair. Yeah. I done the majority of my reading through audiobooks. And when I read this one, I was traveling a lot for my job um, pre-COVID. But anyways, that was the first time I ever had heard of this concept of like, you are observing your thoughts and like that that in itself shows that you're observing like a human experience. Like that blew my mind. And now I try to go back to that as often as I can when I get really wrapped up and like, oh my God, this is just like, it's what a privilege to, to feel these things and to be this way or to be like imperfect. Wow. And if we think of it that way, right, then, and our thoughts are controlled only by us. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if we're observing our own thoughts, then what control we have, right. Of what Mm -hmm. we observe and what we feel. Hello, Queens. I am interrupting this podcast for a quick little commercial break for Batty Girls Club. If you guys don't know, Batty Girls Club is coming back for season three and I could not be more excited Baddie Girls Club is my six-month program that is all geared around becoming your most baddie self. Baddie Girls Club is a program all about coming home to yourself and unleashing your most confident version of you so that you can improve your relationships, so that you can show up the way you want to show up, so that you can set boundaries, and so you can be the most confident version of you. Baddie Girls Club is six months and each different month has its own theme. Each theme also has its own guest speaker. So you're not just hearing from me in this program. You're also hearing from six other experts. Each month you're hearing from a different one. These experts range from human design, shadow work, self-sabotage, alignment, business, and so much more. And I cannot wait for you guys to see all the amazing things that we have planned for season three. Season three is going to start in January of 2024, but you can get on the wait list now. And as soon as you get on the wait list, you will receive a free one-on-one call with me and also 25% off of the program. So super important to get on the wait list. That's going to be in the show notes down below for you guys. So you guys can peruse that down below. I cannot wait for Batty Girls Club season three. Some exciting things that we have coming that are new this year is at the end of the six-month program, we're also doing a baddie fest, which is an in-person meetup at the end of the six months. After you've spent the six months with these amazing women in this community, you're going to be able to meet up with them in person. We're going to have different activities. This year, we're having a cake decorating lesson and also a tattoo artist coming and doing tattoos for us. So it's going to be really great. I can't wait to see what comes of next year's Baddie Girls Club, Baddie Fest 2024. Also included in Batty Girls Club, which is really awesome, is a custom sweatshirt. So you get to pick which color and size and style that you want, and we'll custom make it for you. It'll say Batty on it or on the back. 
And then also you're going to have some books that are going to come in your gift box as well as some other Baddie Girls Club merch. I am really, really excited. If you guys saw my Baddie Girls Club hat from last year that just says Baddie on it, we're going to remake those again. Those were a hit and those are exclusive only for baddies that join Baddie Girls Club. So if you guys want to get on the wait list, if you want more, the wait list is going to be down below for you guys. I love you guys so, so much. And now back to the podcast. Something that I really when you were talking about feelings that I thought about that really changed my perspective, like what you're talking about is that I used to have this fight with my husband all the time. That was like, you are making me feel this way. You are making me feel unloved or you are making me feel unworthy or you're making me feel like I'm not doing enough or whatever it is. And he always said, and I never, it never clicked until I don't even remember when, but he was like, I can't make you feel a certain way. Like you are feeling that feeling. And even though in the moment during a fight, obviously that's super uncool to hear. And you're like, no, like this is exactly how you are making me feel because you're mm-hmm. saying X, Y, and Z. But, you know, he's like, that's your perception. And I'm not trying to make you feel that way. That's not what I'm saying. You are feeling that way because you are feeling a certain way. And so it really changed my perspective where I was like, okay all these feelings are within my control, right? So if I'm feeling angry or sad or upset, like I'm allowed to feel all of those things, but no one is making me feel any type of way. I get to control the narrative. And it really was empowering because I'm like, okay, cool. Like if someone said something to me that hurt my feelings or whatever, like I'm allowed to feel that way, but I'm also allowed to change the way I feel too. And I'm allowed to say, you don't get to make me feel that way anymore. I'm allowed to feel however I want now about it. A hundred percent. Yes. I think that when we give ourselves the permission to own our feelings versus in my experience, a lot of the, a lot of growing up in things, I thought that I wasn't like allowed to feel angry or that that in some way was like not what like girls do or whatever the case may be. Um, But once I realize that I'm allowed to actually feel those things and when I feel them, they don't drag through every other moment of my life um, and that they are only, I, I think like a feeling lasts like 90 seconds. And when you take ownership of that, it's so powerful and you have so much control over your experience. 100%. Yeah. I think acknowledging our feelings is like so powerful. Like, and to say like, oh, I got really upset because of that. And then we can move forward to like, okay, I'm upset by that. Why? And then we can even move forward to like, okay, I'm upset by that. How can I not feel that way anymore? If I don't, if that's a feeling I don't want to experience anymore, how do I move past it? Or how do I alchemize that feeling? Or how do I feel better? Right. And I think not to plug, Baddie Girls Club, but that's something I did just did my like exit. Um, even though Baddie Girls Club isn't over, we just did our exit. I want to call them interviews, but they're not. But they're like exit um calls, connection calls to see like what they got from Baddie Girls Club, what they would change, whatever. And um, one of the things that somebody said was like, I love that we're not staying in the why. Um, because she was saying that a lot of the times she would feel like I can't figure out why I feel this way. And I'm so plagued with trying to figure out why I feel upset or why I feel angry or why I feel triggered by certain things that I never get to move forward. And one of the things that I really wanted to implement in that program was like, okay, like we can touch on the why. And I think that is super important, but also a lot of our living our life is being able to alchemize that feeling and allowing that feeling to, like you said, just be part of the human experience and just be able to say like, yeah, I feel angry and I'm not really sure why, but I don't want to feel angry anymore or I don't want to feel upset or I don't want to feel sad. So what can I do to make myself feel a little bit better and not discounting any of that why and throwing like throwing a blind eye to it, but saying like, I don't really want to feel that way anymore. I want to feel excited. Mm -hmm. I want to feel happy. I want to feel this way. And taking steps forward to get there every single day. And what, like we were talking about on your podcast was like finding joy in every single moment. And how can we find that 
is by practicing it, you know, and by practicing and continuing to step out of that comfort zone and find that every single day. Definitely. And that kind of reminds me of something that I've really been resonating with, with the sabotage queen, Chelsea. She's been talking a lot about like getting out of this, like, I have to be fixed or I have to be healed um, stage of her life, which I have been resonating with so deeply because I feel like the last like 10, 15 years, I've been really like personal development and I got to like fix myself and be better and I shouldn't be feeling these ways or I shouldn't be doing this or I should be there, wherever there is. And that's not necessarily the case. And like life is meant to be enjoyed and there's definitely personal development. It's a great thing to to work on. Definitely trying to figure out why you are the way that you are or you feel the things that you feel. It's definitely great to work on. But again, you're on a spinning rock in the middle of nothing and everything all at once. Sit down and watch the fucking sunrise or set or be present. Put your phone away and eat sushi with your husband. Like, I think sometimes we get, I get, maybe everyone gets very like fixated on what's happening to other people's lives on Instagram or where I'm not yet or who I haven't become yet. And it's like, dude, you're, it's a whole nother day. Like the earth is spinning while other things spin around it. Like, you know, let's just enjoy like this being here. Yeah. Renee and I were having this conversation about healing and it's simultaneous to while Chelsea's talking about this on Instagram and I was resonating with that a lot too, how she was talking about the healing and like, it's so funny how like her and I are almost always on the same page and we're always like DMing about that. Um, I don't know how we're like always kind of like tethered to each other, but yeah, like there comes a point, I think in everybody's healing journey that we have to stop like this whole like personal development and like reading all the books and trying to fix ourselves. And we have to step into being present and taking action to move to other things that we want, because it's like, we can get in this personal development like world. And I think there's a time and a place like you were mentioning where we're all wanting to do that. And I think that's great, but I also think we can get stuck there and Mm -hmm. it can feel like we're never going to be fixed or there's always something to work on. And there is always stuff to work on about ourselves. But I think the beautiful part about personal development is that it is always there and it's always available to us and it gets easier and easier to do. So then it becomes to where you just kind of like add it in to your normal Mm -hmm. day today, right? Like that inner mean girl starts to come out and then we just, okay, we take the action steps and it's almost like second nature. We don't have to be like journaling all the time and reading these books and listening to the self-development podcast and all that shit. Like we don't have to be doing that anymore. We get to be like living our life and taking experiences. And like you said, sitting down and eating sushi or watching the sunset, like with our significant other. I mean, it's like life is meant to be lived and thankfully I got to really like feel that in the last year is that life is meant to be lived. It's so short that mm-hmm. every day is a gift. So why not live it instead of berating ourselves that we're not there yet because there is just a concept. A hundred percent. I've always struggled with the winter and I live in Washington state. It's rainy. It's gloomy. It's like blah, to be outside. And from like, October to the end of April is all like every year I've really, really struggled with my mental health. And this year I I wanted to do something different. So I made myself just four things that I'm going to try to hit every day and take the time to do. I let go of some of my responsibilities in my business because I just felt like hustling through the next six months is not going to be helpful to me. And That's felt so powerful to be like, I'm going to put into practice all these things that I've learned over these years of like trying to be better and actually do them. So I'm moving my body every day. I'm acknowledging and redirecting when I understand that I'm speaking negatively to myself. I'm 
intentionally sitting down and listening to an audiobook while I do a puzzle. Like I have like 15 puzzles to get me through the next like six months. It's going to be great. And I'm just making sure to drink enough water. I don't like it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be a million things. It doesn't have to be some crazy standard. And within that too, moving away from it, we have seasons, right? So life's seasons, chapters. I'm not in the chapter of hustling my business, my personal life, my personal development, none of that anymore. And giving myself that living my life some days is snuggling in my bed with my dogs and watching Gilmore Girls while I drink hot chocolate because that just feels right. And then some days it's like pounding out two podcasts and getting dressed up and doing all of the things, everything that I feel like doing that day. But it's like giving yourself the power and the permission to determine those and make your own rules of what life should be. I know for a long time I got stuck in just what I'm seeing on Instagram, like the like depending on what your algorithm brings you and who you're interacting with and things, it can feel like, oh, fuck, everyone's doing shit that I should be like, I should be doing something. But like you're living your own existence and you're like have the permission and the power to just chill. Just be what you want to be. Make your own rules. I love the speaking to the seasons, like the seasons of life, because that's something I really had to embrace too. I feel like when I talked about this too on the podcast, but when we were going through Renee's dad's chemo and him being in the hospital, Renee and I were in a season of like complete hustle and complete busyness. And when I looked back, um, when I was compiling like the pictures for his dad's funeral, I was going back through our year um, and I was like, holy shit, we're doing so much, right? We're doing so much. And it didn't feel hard at that time. And then after his dad passed and we kind of like tried to get back to like whatever our normal was going to be again, it was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to do anything. I even was telling my coach, like, I don't even know what the fuck I want to do in my business. Like, I don't want it. Like sending an email, like you, I rather not, like, I'd rather do anything other than that. I'd rather do anything, but record a podcast. I'd rather do anything than reach out to someone on Instagram to be on the fucking podcast. Like, I don't want to do it. And she was like, that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. just permission to do what feels good. And it's so crazy because once you give yourself that permission, you really find, I found that you really find this equilibrium where some days, like you're saying, it's a hustle and some days it's a, I'm recording two podcasts and I'm banging out this and that, and I'm sending all the emails. And then some days it's not. And every day that's okay. Like every day Mm -hmm. is okay, whatever it looks like. And just giving yourself that permission. So I love that you spoke to that too. And um, I know seasonal like sadness is something that so many people deal with. And I think having those four things that you're trying to do every single day or committed to do every single day is so powerful because it keeps you accountable to yourself. And those are things that, like you said, it doesn't have to be this big structure of like, I'm going to hit 45 minute workout and do this and do that and do the other. But it's like, I'm just doing those four things I know make me feel good. So I'm committed to making myself feel good every single day. Sometimes when I think about like coming up with my list, what do I want to do to get me through this like season, this, this little chapter that I'm going to have, how do I want to feel on the end of it is something that has really helped me decide that. And like, I don't fucking know if drinking water and moving my body and just chilling and talking kind to myself is like going to make all of the difference this season. But I know that I get another chance next year and I can build on my experience. But if I don't even give myself the opportunity to have that experience, then I'm just losing out yet again and like looking back and thinking, oh, I just dragged myself through six months of my life barely connected to anything because I just felt what I felt I think that that's so important if you're deciding that you want to address something in your life or you have a season that's coming up that's tough taking care of yourself understanding of what you want to feel on the other side of it and just loving yourself through the moments 
sounds so easy and it's so not, but it's doable. That's the point. Well, I think it's just about being honest, right? Like being honest with yourself. Like Mm -hmm. I think Chelsea was hitting on this yesterday that there's this pressure to say like, oh, I had this thing happen and then I just love myself through it. And it sounds so easy and it sounds so good. But her point in this yesterday was like, yeah, sometimes that doesn't fucking happen. And also allowing that to just be like, okay. And acknowledge like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was, I didn't really love myself through it. I hated myself every moment. And then I picked a fight with my partner every single fucking day. Like, yeah, that happens too. Like Mm -hmm. we go through these different times where it's easier and sometimes it's harder and and that's okay. I mean, I think this <laughs> this podcast has turned into like full permission to just do whatever <laughs> feels good. But I think that's kind of like what your whole podcast is about too, is like making your life as a Saturday is like permission to do whatever feels good. I wanted to ask you too, are you still coaching? I'm not coaching right now. Okay. No. Okay. So we're going to plug everything that is currently available for Melissa down below. So whether that be Taker Training, her Instagram, um, which will be linked in the show notes for you guys and also her podcast. And then I usually like to end mine out with like a little rapid fire. That's okay with you. Unless there's anything else you want to touch on. Um, No, I feel like this has been hot fire. Um, Yes. And you guys check out like Take Root Training on Instagram, check out the website, check out the podcast. But really, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. That's my jam, the place that I love to be. Recently, I've kind of been going through spurts of being like super active on there. But I'm always watching your stories. If you want uh, online BFF, come to my Instaverse and we can do that. I love hanging out there. Yes. Um, so she'll be linked below, but also on our Instagram at confident AF podcast on Instagram. She's linked there too. So you'll see her. Okay. Let's do a little rapid fire. Are you ready? As ready as I'm going to be, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Well, usually I start with your favorite food, but I think you already gave us that. Um, <laughs> so what is your favorite food? Popcorn. What Again. type of popcorn? Literally anything. Ultimately, movie theater, extra butter, give me a stomach ache kind of popcorn. It um, does give me a stomach ache. Yes, but I do not discriminate against flavors. And when COVID happened, obviously movie theaters were not a thing for a while. But the movie theater like near my house did a thing where you could get a garbage bag full of popcorn for $25. So obviously I went and got a garbage bag full of popcorn. A garbage oh, bag. Whoa. My stomach hurt for like a week and a half. Uh, <laughs> no control when it comes to the popcorn, but it, it is the answer to every limited supply last meal. What are you going to bring to an island? Oh my God. That is so funny. I never met anybody who loves popcorn that much, except for maybe my husband really, really loves movie theater popcorn. Like yeah. really loves it. Actually, we did because we don't go to the movies really much at all anymore. But when we were doing last year, when I like, I didn't grow up watching a ton of movies. So I don't know any movies. Like if you name your favorite movie, I probably never seen it. So we did this whole thing where like, I was trying to watch all these movies where when I would say like, oh, I've never seen The Godfather. People would be like, what are you kidding me? So (laughs) I tried to watch all these like classic movies. And so we were eating popcorn with these movies and you know, they, I'm sure you know this, but since you're a popcorn enthusiast, but you know, they sell like the movie theater butter that you can pour on top of it yourself. Yeah, That is a game changer for at-home popcorn. Yeah. Yes, definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> and I, I just, I do want to preface, like, I'm like you, uh, you tell me that I need to watch The Godfather. I've never seen that. I saw a meme recently that was like, I'm one of those people that like, you'll tell me that I need to see a movie. I'll say I'll add it to my list. But the thing is, the list doesn't exist because I don't care. So I do love movie theater popcorn. But to me, going to the movie theater is like paying $16 to take a nap, like eat my favorite food and then take a nap. So like, if you want me to talk to you about the movie, don't invite me to go to the movie with you. I've been known. <laughs> I do go to the movie theater just to get popcorn. And then I go, I like, you don't buy a ticket, just get popcorn and go home. Oh, I didn't even know you could do that. Oh, yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I might have to do that with as like a surprise date for Renee or something because he yeah. loves movie theater popcorn. I actually went to see Barbie with um, my friend Michelle and I brought the leftover popcorn to him mm-hmm. and he was like pissed because it didn't have enough butter. But he was so excited that I was going to the movie because he was like, can you please bring me the popcorn? Yes. Okay. We can move on from popcorn in just a second, but <laughs> a tip. When you have movie theater popcorn, you bring it home. Maybe it's like the next day you want to eat it. Put it on a baking sheet. Put it in the oven. Turn the oven to 300. When it goes off, the popcorn's ready. It tastes like fresh, hot, like from the movie theater. Ooh, that's a good idea. Great way to reheat it. Yeah, tip. Great idea. (laughs) Good. Thank you. Thank you. All the tips and tricks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, what is your Starbucks order or your coffee order of choice? Oh, I always iced, doesn't matter that it's like 32 degrees out, iced coffee. A lot of the time, do you have Dutch Brothers where you live? Mm -hmm. So I've gone there quite often and I just, what's your favorite iced coffee right now? And I I do like dealer's choice. Uh, For me, it's kind of hard to choose. I do not like pumpkin spice. I know that that's probably going to hurt some people's feelings. It's okay if we're not friends because of that. But pumpkin spice, not really my jam. Um, But really, iced coffee, I say, what do you want? At Starbucks specifically, though, I do like the shaken oat milk espresso drink. That's really good. So good. So good. That's one of my favorites, too. I do love Dutch Bros, too, but they're actually, like, pretty far from us. Um, But I think it started in... Washington or did it start in Oregon okay yeah yeah so good I really do love Dutch Bros but yeah they're where Renee grew up and we're going back there like pretty often when his parents were still living there they have a Dutch Bros there so so good um what is your (laughs) alcohol drink of choice if you're going into a bar what do you order do you drink first of all because I feel like 90% of the people on this podcast don't drink anymore but oh I drink my if it's alcohol I'll drink it okay I was just recently uh with some friends that I don't see too often in Denver and we like went out to lunch the first day and I ordered a chilled Jameson shot and a beer like I like hazy IPA and one girl she was like that's a woman's order like you ordered like a woman (laughs) I was like that's right um yeah but I love Jameson i love like a chilled you have to have it chilled a chilled shot and then like a craft hazy ipa um but like i said i like all wine not totally my favorite but just oh my god if it's there i'll drink it kind of thing the jameson is giving me like flashbacks of when my sister visited and my sister is four years younger than me and she was married for like the first half of her life I feel like but her first half of her like adult drinking life so she did not go out too much and she had two kids before 25 so anyways when she came to visit the last two times we went out and she was like ordering all these different shots like green tea shot which has Jameson and we drank Mm -hmm. a lot of those and my stomach did not like it I am a tequila I really don't drink hard liquor anymore, but that's because I'm old, but tequila is my drink of choice, but Jameson makes my stomach hurt, but that is a woman's order or a (laughs) industry order. I feel like, like someone who knows what they want, bang for your buck, not going to fuck around type of order. (laughs) Yeah. We're on a mission, you know, but I do like like a fruity drink. I love that. Tequila like it a lot of like tequila drinks though have a lot of um like lemon or lime like juice and that gives me heartburn (laughs) like i'm getting old i get heartburn um so i've shied a little bit away from tequila i cannot drink crown royal as much as i would love to crown peach is in my opinion very tasty last time i drank it i went on a rampage about the patriarchy and it was like (laughs) nobody was safe from me so it's better unless I'm trying to fight someone stick stay away from that but Jameson's definitely it okay um do you have a good like mixer that you would like to do with Jameson if people Uh, are trying ginger ale is a classic I like Dr. Pepper I think that Hmm. that's really tasty in it ice (laughs) water (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> I I would say if you're if you're gonna try it out, if you like Dr Pepper, I would do Dr Pepper. I think that that's like such an, a good combination. Or yeah, ginger ale is also good. Yeah, that is good. I do like that actually. That would be good. Um, what is your best Amazon purchase? Or if you're not an Amazon girly, then what is your best purchase of this month? Hmm. Well, I, okay. So I, I just recently ordered something on Amazon. Um, and it's like, I don't know if it's my best purchase, but it's definitely helpful. Um, it, so it's these like little razors that are shaped. They're good for your bikini area. Like they're like good for the the situation. So I just <laughs> re-upped on my like little 12 pack of those. Um, nice. Love them. I used to get them at the drugstore, but I can't find them there anymore. So those when are my Amazon. are not in store anymore. They're almost always on Amazon. Yes. Yeah. I just, Renee has this like specific coffee cup that he likes, like a mug, um, like a travel mug. It's ginormous. It's obnoxious, but he really likes it. And it was not sold in stores anymore. And then for a while, it wasn't sold on Amazon. And the other day when we were walking the dogs, he smashed it, like dropped it on the ground and he was devastated. And I was like, okay, let me see if I can like find it. And I found it again on Amazon. So, I mean, people hate on Amazon, but it is a lifesaver. So I'm an Amazon girl for sure. Um, And then lastly is if you weren't doing what you're doing right now, what would you be doing? No, geez. Like in my life for my career. (laughs) Career. I guess it could be life too. Oh, could be like dream job or like guilty pleasure type of dream job or. I'm going to just say, go, go with it. Um, If I wasn't doing what I was doing right now, and I had the opportunity to do whatever I wanted to do, I would be selling thirst trap photos on OnlyFans. That would be it. That is I know worst. we just had this whole conversation about my body and everything, but I've always enjoyed taking artistic hot photos. They don't have to be naked. I'm not like talking like crazy porn or anything, but <laughs> thirst trap photos that I used to give to men for free. Um I would love to get paid for that shit. That would be like that to me hits a lot of boxes, creativity, empowerment, money. It would be that. Have you ever done like a boudoir photo shoot? I have done a boudoir photo shoot. Um, and I actually do have an OnlyFans. I've made three dollars. I like put one picture that's free on Instagram on there and somebody bought it. You can't cash out until you make $25. Uh and like, I think I made $3 like two years ago. So, you know, we haven't put a lot of effort into it, but um, yeah, I've done boudoir. That's super fun too. Yeah. I had um, a boudoir photographer on the podcast before, and it was really interesting, like looking at her work. I've never done it, but I would love to do it. And I think it would, like you said, like creativity, artsy, sexy, mm-hmm. hits all those boxes. I love that. My, okay. I've got a little side story here. It's a little side quest. Um. Growing up in the garage, my dad had like this big, like a rectangle poster and it was this lady, I'm sure it was like something from the eighties, but laying down, she had a snake on her. She was naked. Cool. (laughs) Sounds (laughs) like my dad's garage. (laughs) Now with my partner, I, we, we have this dream of like this, like farmhouse in the desert type of situation. And he really wants like a big ass shop. And I was like, okay, cool. And we can post all these like crazy photos and stuff. But I want a big space where I do like boudoir photos, but like tailored to things that he likes and they're of me. And I'm the biggest hot garage girl up there. And I want it to also be kind of like a rotating, like so I can take one down for like January and then put one up. So I'm like my my own calendar of hotness. Very Kim Kardashian of you. (laughs) The you know, have- I mean, we know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I it, am obsessed with that. It just to me that sounds like so fun and like such a. I know that. I think it depends on who you're gift giving these things to. Um, but he would definitely enjoy that, and you can have other garage girls up there. But I want to be the biggest and in the center. That's so amazing. <laughs> I feel like we are so similar because. 
Renee and I have these ideas for these like crazy ass photo shoots, like maternity photo shoot, like just an off the wall, like something that no one would not like a typical in the woods with a white with the kissing the belly type of photo shoot. I think if you want to do that, that's amazing. But to me, that could make me gag if it was me. So (laughs) we have these like crazy ideas for these crazy photo shoots. And also, I just have to touch on like, why did every person's dad in like the 80s and 90s have these photos my dad it can never like my dad won't even say a swear word now I can never get my like my dad if I'm like the last time he was here I had on like a sports bra and my nips were you know obviously nipping and he was like can you please put those away like you know I mean it's (laughs) my dad is so conservative it's really ridiculous so to think of my dad having this garage where he had like the Budweiser girls and like the G strings. And like, my dad had this one, like I, I, you are saying you have this like iconic vision of your dad's garage. My dad had this photo where all these naked women were in like a horse trough. Like, (laughs) why are these things a thing of the nineties? And like, where can I get them? Because I would love to have them back. (laughs) I'm sure that there is a collector out there that has a whole collection of these vintage pictures. I lived in Vegas for like a year and I was on a mission to get some like nudie girl playing cards so that when my friend came over and played Rummy, like we'd have like this. Well, it was all like the only thing I could find is 90s ones, which is fine. But I've I've had this dream on my heart to make like a size and person inclusive deck of nudie playing cards because I think especially now there's so many ways to show up and we don't have to have like the white man's vision of sexy on the list of to do's is to yes. make the second playing cards. Which I, I want to see that so come to fun. fruition. Well, it's out there now. All of you have heard it. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on. This has been so fun and so relaxing and just like such a good interview. So Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me on your podcast. You guys can check out her podcast, like we said a million times in this episode, but it'll be linked (laughs) down below for you guys. And thank you again for coming. Thanks so much for having me. I made it through without like fangirling hardcore, but I absolutely (laughs) love you. And this was such an opportunity. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And no need to fangirl. We're just regulars, just friends now. So... (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate and review the podcast (laughs) down below for us. Everything will be linked down below in the show notes. I love you guys so, so much. And until next week, I will see you next week.